0: Welcome to another episode of the Pell Collective with Caveman and Seppo. Today we'll be previewing the wildcard round of the NFL season. Playoffs are here! We're here to show you all the best bets to make and the stats and numbers to back these up. As always, we're sponsored by Black Swan Bets. Get on to BlackSwanBets.com for all your tipping needs across a variety of sports. Black Swan Bets Smart Stake takes all the hassle out of betting. Giving an algorithmic approach for you to expand your wallet. So, our first game this week, we have the Colts at the Bills. The Colts ended the season as the number seven seed with an 11 and five record. The Bills went 13 and three to grab that number two seed. We are sitting at a six and a half point spread, favoring the Bills. A total of 51 or 51 and a half. And the money line is right now $1.33 on the Bills. What do you see in this one, Seppo?
1: I think this is going to be an exciting kickoff. I think it reminds me a small amount of Colts versus Chiefs way back three, four years ago. Going to be a high-scoring game gonna be two quarterbacks that can put up some points on offense pretty quick although obviously the Colts running games a little bit better now than it was with Andrew Luck in the past I like the Bills in this one the totals much much better bet that spread is slightly high if it was five and a half I'd be fine with it but six and a half you're not getting that push at six and Easy enough backdoor cover uh, with the Colts being able to come back, having some weapons, and the Bills' defense not being incredible.
0: Now it's interesting you say the backdoor cover. Once we get into the playoffs, obviously the playoffs are a different beast than what the regular season. And when we're in the regular season, you're usually sitting at about if you win the game about seventy-eight to eighty percent of the time, you're going to cover the spread. When you get into the playoffs, how do we look there? So, especially in the wild card round, you're looking at if you win the game, you have an 88 to 90% chance of also covering that spread, which is quite interesting. You know, it, it takes a wee bit of that backdoor coverability away from teams. Generally, the favorite either wins and covers easy or the underdog gets the upset.
1: That's an interesting stat there, Caveman. I quite like that. Gives me a little more confidence that Buffalo can get that 6.5 number, which has been pumped up a little bit, I think, because the Bills are a legitimate AFC contender this year, which is interesting when Patrick Mahomes is playing so well for a Chiefs team that barely loses. So definitely going to be a fun game to watch. There's a lot of... Love on the under right now. I thought this is going to get pushed up to 53. Uh, The Colts defense has been playing very inconsistently. We thought they're going to be one of the best defenses in the league early on, but they've really kind of disappointed. Even with Leonard being back, Uh, the Jaguars keeping that game close. The Steelers coming back the week before. A few other teams have been putting. 30, 27 points on them. So a bit of concern late in the season.
0: Absolutely. So with the Colts' defense, I've seen their run defense has been outstanding this season. They've given up 90.5 yards on the ground per game, which is the second best rate in the NFL. But it's that secondary. So their pass defense has given up over 241 yards a game, which is the 20th team in the NFL. It just shows that secondary is quite bad. Xavier Rhodes had one good game where he got two picks. One of them he returned for a touchdown, and we were all like, oh, my God, Xavier Rhodes, he hasn't done this in years. But, no, that was it. Those were the two picks he got this season. He didn't get anything else. Rocky Arsene, that number two quarterback, is also going to be out this week. So that's going to put a lot more pressure on Xavier Rhodes who, like we've seen in the Vikings over the last few years, is a shadow of his former Pro Bowl self. Now, the third down percentage on defense for the Colts has been quite bad. They've been allowing 42.5% completion rate on third down, which is 19th in the NFL. And they're going up against the Bills, who at 49.7% on offense have the best third down completion rate in the NFL. And I think that's going to be where a lot of the advantage is going to be coming for from Buffalo. They're going to be able to convert third down after third down after third down. They have three, four, five, six different threats that can convert on third down. Dawson Knox has actually been quite nice over the last few weeks. Lee Smith is a guy you have to be very, very careful about because that Big guy can rumble when he gets the ball in his hands. Zach Moss, Devin Singletary. On the outside, John Brown is back. And I can see John Brown having one L of a playoff series this year. And then Josh Allen can just beat you with his legs if he needs to.
1: Indeed, part of the reason I'm not too on board just this first week is Diggs being banged up. Beasley being banged up as if they only have John Brown, that's one weapon too short for this Colts team. Colts should be able to get enough pass rush and have somewhat of a bit of coverage in the secondary to get just John Brown. If they have one of those other two, I see the Bills really putting the pedal to the metal and going for the blowout pretty much, and the Colts having no way of stopping it. It's not like the Bills really care that the Colts can play great run defense. The Bills can only run the ball 15 times in this game and still win by 35. I don't see them winning by 35 as likely as the Colts winning. I wouldn't put any money on the Colts actually winning this game, but that spread just makes me a little wary until you know one of these Lear is actually in the game.
0: So from what I've heard, Diggs is pretty sure he's going to be playing. Uh, not sure if he's going to be a bit banged up on a snap count or anything, but they will have Diggs in the game. He's going to be a lot more likely to play than what Beasley is. Now, with Diggs, just being on the field is enough to drag a safety over top and put their best corner on him, which is huge. That gives... All of a sudden, a third or fourth string corner on John Brown, which is the matchup they'll be targeting. So they just need to get Diggs out there and lined up. It doesn't even matter if he's wearing a cast on both legs and two arms and a sling. Stefan Diggs just being on the field is going to draw all the coverage his way. With the Colts, DeForest Buckner is trending right now that he might not be playing. That is huge. He's been an absolute beast in the middle of that defensive line for the Colts this year. And if DeForest Buckner can't get him, the Bills are going to have a decent enough inside protection that the Colts aren't going to be able to get that pass rush. And if you're giving Josh Allen time in the pocket, the game's already lost.
1: Exactly. You've really got to pressure him and really move him off of his spot. As far as Buckner, I think that hurts the run defense just as much as the pass. And if he's out, the Bills could run that ball, and that would just really be a bad recipe for the Colts if the Bills are ahead and then can run the ball ahead. We've seen with the Bills a few times this year, them being a big... Not being able to run, and then the other team coming back, uh, such as Bill's Rams early in the year. But that doesn't happen every week, as we saw with the Dolphins game last week, where they just tapped on passing to everyone, scoring touchdowns and keeping everyone in late, and then Barkley coming and doing the same thing. I'm really liking this Bill's offense. I didn't think Josh Allen would be this good, although I did give a little bit of caution to everyone that was talking too much shit this offseason about him. Diggs, I agree. If he's in there, I wouldn't put it past him if he could have one arm literally just play with one arm and still be able to out-route run and catch the ball with one hand against people.
0: So the Bills have put up 48, 38, and 56 points on offense in their last three games, which is massive when we're talking about bringing a wee bit of form into the playoffs. The Colts have struggled over the last few weeks. The Colts were doing really well in that week 9 to week 14, 15 area, but now they're starting to regress a wee bit. They're not looking like that same strong team on offense Obviously, Jonathan Taylor has been on fire the last few weeks. He's looking like he has all the promise we thought he had coming into the season. But I just think they're going to have to get away from the run too early. You can't run the ball against the Bills because you're already down 21 points. You can't keep running the ball when you're losing. And that's unfortunate for Taylor That's why I think a guy like Naeem Hines might end up having a slightly better game this week, just because he's more of that third down threat. He's a bit more dangerous in the passing game, and I think they're going to be throwing the ball a lot more than anyone expects them to. It's going to be very easy for them to get away from that running game and get the ball going through the air, if they can get the ball going through the air.
1: I really agree with that as far as Taylor versus Hines. I was looking at the player props and recent trends, history, etc. I actually like the Hines total rushing and receiving as even though he's been third down back quite a bit, he runs the ball really well. The shotgun, he's been getting six, eight yards of carry rushing the ball, so. Even though I don't see him running the ball too many times attempt-wise, as I think they're going to be down, I do think he'll get a few draws here and there. Rivers is known to get sacked on 2nd and 12, making it 3rd and 21. And then you get that draw and he gets 10 yards. And that's just cheap, easy free yards that I think he's going to get. The Taylor Tart is a bit high at 77, i still thinking the under, but I'm really, really not sure. It's just a hard matchup, even though I think he's more talented to get that 77. It's more of that Bills' offense that you were talking about.
0: Yeah, with Jonathan Taylor, if you're wanting to take an over on him, I would go for the over 95.5 rushing and receiving, just as he's more likely to get a few of those receptions, especially coming late into the game.
1: Exactly. And the Colts offensive line is really, really mobile. So they're going to be throwing screens galore, I would think, in this game. Try to keep it easy for Rivers. Rivers doesn't have to push the ball downfield until he has to late. And I think they know that he's going to have to push that ball downfield late. Part of the reason uh, I really like Michael Pittman over him, uh, is I think he's going to have to throw up a few jump balls and just see what happens. T.Y. Hilton going back and forth on a few times. With Diggs being hurt, I like his very high under of 91.5.
0: Yeah, big time. I think he's going to be one of those guys that's going to be, one, on a snap count, and two, more of that dummy kind of threat coming out, out wide trying to send coverage his way just to fake the opposition out so they can send bombs to John Brown or Gabriel Davis.
1: Exactly. I can still see Diggs getting a few catches, intermediate and short, uh, just to keep him involved, keep him happy, etc. He's not going to go out there and get (laughs) no targets. Diggs' personality doesn't work like that that we've seen, although he's been amazing this whole year. Maybe it was just playing with Kirk Cousins for that long will drive any man to madness. I don't see him going deep because he's great at that catch point and the ball getting up high. An oblique injury is not going to help with that at all. It is such a shame that there's no Cole Beasley in this game. We would have been all over all of the Cole Beasley stuff, most likely. And no, we don't get through. Speaking of Buffalo Bills tight ends... Knox, Croft, and Smith all to score a touchdown. Probably going to be some value there.
0: Absolutely. Now with the Colts, Zach Pascal is a guy who's been coming on really well over the last three to four weeks. He plays in the slot, slot receiver versus the Buffalo Bills. I'll take his over forty-one and a half. Thank you. Now it's very sad. The Bills have been terrible against tight ends, but as we keep saying, you cannot play any of the Indianapolis Colts' tight ends. There are three of them. It is a timeshare. You don't know who's going to get the ball. You may as well just go and bet on the Dolphins.
1: Uh, I really like that. Oh, no. Saying what I said before about the Bills, I thought the Bills' tight ends were going to be much higher on that touchdown, so it's the same with both teams' tight ends. We like all six of them. It's just that really hard to bet on exactly which one, although I would say Knox is probably the best bet out of all of them just because he's the most talented. As far as Pascal, you know I've been hard on him the last couple of weeks. I like him when he doesn't even have a good matchup, and he's been hitting even when the stats say not a good bet. Obviously I stayed away because not a good bet, you're not gonna make it. Right now is over three point five is paying over two dollars, and that forty is looking pretty tasty to me as well. Although if he gets forty, it's probably gonna be four receptions, five receptions for fifty some yards are more value on that reception.
0: Absolutely. Now I wanna leave you guys on one thing here for the Buffalo Bills. The Bills this season became only the fifth team ever to finish the season 8-0 and against the spread in their last eight games. The previous four teams that did this all beat the spread in their first playoff game.
1: That is a good one. I did not know they went 8-0 to finish up either.
0: Yeah, so I think they ended up Twelve and four against the spread on the season. Uh, Eleven and five against the spread on the season. Twelve and four to the over. Oh,
1: uh, yeah, over team. We were on yeah, the over overting. quite a bit, but I don't think yeah. we were on the spread too much. So no. that, that more more credence for me that you know I really like that over, and the stats are really backing up that minus that I'm let's. Somewhat worry about, but shouldn't be too bad.
0: Well, that does it for the wildcard edition from the Big Uphel Collective. Of course, thank you for listening. We are brought to you in association with Black Swan Bets. Get onto BlackSwanBets.com to take advantage of their great tips and offers. Don't forget to check out the Smart Stake option and get onto the same game, Maltese with Tea.